another Thursday is here. What's another going Thursday. What's over with you? Well, uh, unfortunately, there's some crazy weather outside. Unfortunately, uh, down here in Florida, we're getting a little bit of a tropical storm uh, bordering on a hurricane. But other than that, everything has been great. Uh, and we're going to have a great episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be kicking off with some really cool headlines, including boat show success at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show for this year. And uh, Boating Magazine's Boat of the Year, uh, one Ooh. of our top brands, has uh, one of the uh, boats in contention for this year. We also have a really cool guest named Adam Lowey, who's the executive director and founder of the Move for Hunger organization, which allows people and organizations, if they might have some some, some food to, to provide, uh, they can uh, to people in need. And uh, of course, nice. our social section with Landon talking animals yet again and uh, some really cool dolphins are the coolest is the headline. So I got to look forward to that one. Welcome to From the Helm Boating Broadcast with Marine Max, bringing you the latest news and notes in the world of boats. Welcome, everybody, officially to From the Helm Boating Broadcast. We are your hosts. I am Lisa, and that guy over there is Kelly Berry. Welcome. <laughs> Please Look interact with us in the comments section. Uh, share this with your friends and family. We'd love to hear from you for audio-only listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to see what you're listening to, check out at Marine Max Leisure Boating on Facebook or the mm-hmm. Marine Max YouTube channel, and you can see the video podcast. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us as well. Now let's jump into headlines. So okay. it's been a couple weeks, but we did want to talk about the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show Yes. Uh, organizers officially touted success at the trade show. We know sure. that this year, a little bit different. It was a little bit smaller than uh, years past, but it was the 61st annual and there were a lot of people in attendance. So yes. the show ran from October 28th to November 1st, and it was a scaled down version. Uh, but exhibitors say they saw pent up demand from attendees and the five-day outdoor show featured hundreds of exhibitions and boats on display from across nearly 90 acres and six city sites. So mm-hmm. they spaced themselves out as well. Yeah, and I think it was, uh, you know, in some ways uh, less people, but some some ways that's kind of a good thing when you're looking at boats. Uh, and uh, especially for some of our larger boats, it allowed people the opportunity to kind of... Uh, tour at their leisure, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of our, our brands, Azimut, Ocean Alexander, even Galleon, uh, allowed private tours of their boats uh, where people could walk aboard, uh, get a really good understanding for it, look, look around and, and really experience it um, at more of a leisurely pace as opposed to previous years. Lisa, you've been there. We've tried to film, yeah. film stuff during a boat show on one of these boats and there's people all over the place. You're like having to back up for a second. So um, yeah, a little bit different this year for sure. But Everything we've heard, it, it, it was a great show. Um, you know, the weather for the most part was pretty good. Uh, people enjoyed themselves. And, mm-hmm. and people, as we all know, are, are just loving the boats this year. Uh, 2020 is certainly the year for boating. Um, and, of course, Marine Max was uh, there in a big way, but also online as well with the exclusive uh, sales event. So lots of opportunities to, to check out boats. And, of course, Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show is always one of the biggest. So yes. good to see that they still had the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did do the online experience for those that wanted to kind of participate but did not want to be there in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that online experience will continue. We're going to do our best to support uh, the boating industry and the boat shows that have been canceled. There are some big boat shows that have been canceled, just a, a, you know fall, winter mm-hmm. shows, Atlanta, Miami, Minnesota. Uh, but look out for some opportunities in the digital space. We'll be bringing sure. you some fun stuff there. And Lisa... 
I have to say it again. I feel like I'm a broken record every every time. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. But we have boat shows every day of the week at Marine Max across the country. And Very it, true. It's, uh, you know, you have your opportunity to get on any of these boats if you just call up your local Marine Max team member and just say, hey, I'm interested in that Galleon uh, 400 yeah. fly. You can get aboard that boat at the store, in the water, by yourself, uh, you know, with your family, whatever, whoever you want to bring to check it out and, uh, and, and experience a, a boat show like feeling just being at a Marine Max store. Yes, um, very know, true. So, uh, and and there's no timeline on it. And you don't have thousands of people walking around with masks on and things like that. Right. And uh, it just makes it a little bit more, um, what's the word? It makes it a little bit more sincere and uh, relaxed as opposed to pressured. Crap, I only have a couple minutes. I have to get through this boat and then onto mm-hmm. the next one and, and I'm out of here. So right. just remember and that. One of, too. Yeah. And one of the boats they might want to check out while they're at a Marine Max store near them is yes. the CRA Sundancer 350 Coupe, which BoatTest.com recently reviewed. Definitely a great boat. It's the largest boat in Sea Race Sport Cruiser Line. Yep. It successfully makes the leap from open runabout to a smaller coastal cruiser with entertainment amenities and can overnight a family of four to six people. And of course, Captain Steve's doing his thing and, and uh, doing mm-hmm. a review of it. And we have a pop-up that I'm going to try to just refresh here and, and get that out of there so we can play the video. Um, but hey, Captain Steve, what a good guy too, huh? Uh, but oh, yeah. here we go. He, this is the 350. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about and uh, does a great job uh, reviewing boats. He's been around a bunch of them, so he he definitely knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So in in the, uh, the summary of this article, uh, it talks more about the Sundancer 350 Coupe it has yep. a protected helm with a solid windshield and side windows that connect to the hardtop. And along with protection from the elements, enhanced visibility, and climate control, the 350 Coupe is all the boat many people need. So definitely yes. a great option for those that like that Coupe style and uh, are interested in, in taking it for an overnighter. Yeah, and uh, I was having some pop-up fun there. Uh, so, But I just wanted to show people the, the boat because, again, this is such a, a cool boat, the 350 Coupe. Beautiful boat, mm-hmm. made in America, 2021, brand spanking new. I mean, this is such a cool boat, too. Uh, and I'd have to say, you know, this isn't just a Florida boat, for sure. I can picture this boat up in Minnesota. Absolutely. Um, East Coast, for sure. Just a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of opportunities with this one. Yeah, you get that full windshield protection. You can take that out on a nice winter day, as long as you're both yeah. in the water. Yeah, stay a little toasty down there in the cabin, too, yeah. and get an overnight. I like it. That sounds like a, a blast, for sure. Yeah, definitely a beautiful boat from Sea Ray. Yep. All right. Awesome. So, Great. we got another boat we need to talk about. Let's do it. And this is uh, Boating Magazine. They have a Boat of the Year, and Nautique mm-hmm. is in the running here. Course. Because, of course, I mean, right? in terms of innovation and boat of the year, I mean, uh, yeah, here we go. So this is the uh, G25 Paragon, one of the latest, if not the latest models from Nautique. Uh, and basically, when you talk about a flagship model, mm-hmm. I'd have to say the Paragon is definitely the Nautique flagship. Uh, just super cool looking. The design cues are, are just something that you can tell are going to start kind of trickling down to all the other models in the lineup oh, yeah. of Nautique. Um, and just a really cool boat. So looks yeah, count. That's for sure. That's how it starts absolutely, off. Absolutely. It's definitely, definitely very like 3D looking uh, with bold, aggressive lines. And it's the technology that's inside that boat that blows my mind. That not only the sound system, but the ballast system. 
for, for wake surfing and wakeboarding is so easy to control. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, we're far from the days where you had that little push button where you're filling up the tanks. I mean, you're <laughs> controlling these from your phone, from a yeah. smart app. It's, and Lisa, you're, you're making it sound like that was, that is in the past now of pressing a button. And before that, it was literally a bunch of people bringing like sandbags and stuff like that onto the boat. To Everybody's keep the sitting in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's sitting on laps. Like, get in the back. You got your phone. I bet you like in the near future, if not, maybe it already has it as an option. It's like a smart system where it knows kind of like what you want to do or what you do for the most part. So it kind of gets you prepared without you even having to enter things into the system. But yeah, this thing is cool. Look at the look at the lighting too. The lighting is uh is just out of this world. I think that's yeah. Jody Grassman, I'm pretty sure. Jody Grassman, oh. one of the, the the riders uh for Nautique. Yep, that's pretty cool. So we, we had an opportunity to do some photo shoots and stuff like that about five, six years ago. And yeah, uh, I remember that. Crazy to see how far her her career's gone too. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. Well, congratulations awesome. to Nautique. That is uh yes. I know they're in the running for boat of the year. We'll keep an eye on that and bring you the updates there. <laughs> All right, Kelly, I know we talked about some cool boats, but let's talk oh, for sure. about some cool ways to give back to local communities. Are you ready for our guest? Let's do it. All right, everybody, please welcome to the program, Mr. Adam Lowy, Executive Director and Founder of Move for Hunger. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the program, Adam. Welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today, sir? Glad to have you. Yeah, no, ha- happy to be here today. Um it's a, it's another busy day as as always during a pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel All right. So now, we're, we're, now we're as, we're busier than ever, right? I mean, I feel like at this point, it's just uh, you you just you never get away from the computer, so you can just constantly crank and and churn yeah, things work, out. Work, work from home just means just just keep working. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Well, we get to talk to cool people like you, so it's not so bad. So <laughs> I want to know a little bit more about Move for Hunger. So I saw this. Um, through uh, some of our New Jersey stores are partnering with you to basically do a food drive. Mm-hmm. And I I did a little bit of research. I'd love to hear more about uh, your mission and what you all do over there. Yeah, absolutely. So Move for Hunger is a national nonprofit organization. I founded it 11 years ago with my family here in New Jersey. And basically we saw when people were moving, they were throwing away a whole bunch of stuff, food, clothing, furniture. Yeah. If you've ever moved, I'm sure you've still thrown some yeah. things away. Yep. Um, but it was the perfectly good non-perishable food that was getting left behind or thrown in the trash that really bothered us. So we started asking people if they would donate that food when they moved. And it turns out people want to do good. You just have to make it super easy for them. In this yeah. case, bringing a food drive into people's living rooms. So we started collecting food, uh, bringing it to our local food bank. Um, and now we've trained more than a thousand moving companies across the U.S. and Canada to make food recovery part of their operations, working with apartments <sighs> organizing food drives and um collectively we fed about 17 million people through our efforts thus far wow wow that's a really good point though you said you know everybody wants to give but they need to have it a bit easier than you would think um and what are some of the things that you guys have done uh, to make it as easy as possible for people to assist and and provide uh, food and perishables Absolutely. So, you know, we learned and, and I think the pandemic really um, peeled the onion back on this a little bit further. Mm-hmm. That transportation is one of the biggest challenges to getting food to where it needs to go, um, whether it be getting food from the farm to the grocery store or, you know, the, the right. farm to the food bank. 
um, or even you just being able to get the food that you need from the grocery store. Um, transportation is kind of that linchpin. And when the supply chain is a little bit messed up, it becomes more challenging. Mm-hmm. So what Move for Hunger does is leverage this existing network of transportation resources already there and finds ways to really give them a purpose. So our thousand okay. movers, they're now asking people to donate that food when they move. They're there anyway. You're planning to move. You're probably right. going through your, sure. through your stuff. Our apartments, we have 1,500 apartment communities nationwide that offer their residents the ability to donate their food when they move. Um, and then through our food drives or big food rescue, it's more about getting um, the uh, uh, trucks to the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Even with the food drives that we're doing with your stores, um, we're really excited about that because anyone that wants to hold a food drive, um, whether it be a, a young person at school or, or a larger company like yours, we can design the flyers, we can provide the best practices, and we can get a truck to pick that food up and bring it to a local food bank when everything's said and done. Wow. I mean, that sounds like so simple. Like, how, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that is simple. Uh, logistics is messy, oh, um, which, which yeah. we have learned. Um, sure. But we try to make that experience for anyone that wants to do good. We want to lower all the barriers of entry. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So who, who do you typically partner with? Like, okay, obviously you've got your apartment complexes, you're partnered with movers, but then how did you get hooked up with Marine Max? <laughs> so Marine Max is one of many companies that, that reached out this year and they said, hey, you know what? We know we want to do some good. We don't know exactly what to do. Um, and we started talking to them about putting together this food drive in their stores and, and maybe adding some fundraising components. And um, while we're kicking off this fall, we've also been talking to them about other ways that we can engage. And we have a number of different food drive campaigns for people that want to participate. So, you know, obviously now is the holidays. So we've got Thanksgiving right. and holiday food drives. But in the spring, we do our spread the love food drive where we're asking for peanut butter and jelly. Mm. Um, in August, we do a shark week food drive where we ask for canned what? tuna fish because kids <laughs> like tuna just as much as sharks do. So it, it's a matter of making this more creative than just putting a can of food in a box. We want to make yeah. it fun. We want to make it easy. Um, but we also want to educate people. Um, you know, before the pandemic, there were 37 million Americans that didn't have enough to eat. And they're estimating wow. another 17 million Americans will go hungry as a result of this pandemic. Um, the old normal was not good enough. So, you know, we're not trying to get back to normal. We're working right. to find ways to lift people out of poverty. Um, we need to get more food to people uh, who really do need it. We want to make sure that less food is wasted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but hunger and food waste are, are pretty pressing issues that our nation faces. Wow. Yeah, it reminds me, I've seen a, there was a show that talked about um, how even like casinos and places like that in certain parts of the country have so much overflow of food. You know, you know, Americans just, they'll pick a few things and then there's a, a bunch of leftovers. And, but but it's always like, you know, literally trays of things that have never been touched. Um, and, and Yeah. 40% of the food we produce in the United States ends up in a landfill. 40? Uh, 40. The global average is 33%. So we are, we are not doing great. No. Um, and to your point, Kelly, like that, that comes from a variety of places, whether it starts at the farm and you can't get enough people um, or labor to get that food off uh, before right. it ends up rotting in the fields. I think we all saw a lot of those images during the, the earlier in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, when you go to the grocery store, uh, you oftentimes see that shiny apple, nothing with a blemish or the asparagus that fits yeah. perfectly into the packaging. Um, obviously there's a lot of food wasted there. You've got your date labels, best buy, used by, sell by expires on, um, mm-hmm. which all really don't mean a, a whole heck of a lot 
except for the <laughs> fact that there's not a really precise method to let you know when your food is going bad. Um, and then you get into the restaurants, casinos, in your home, and all of this, all this food waste is also uh, wasting money, right? Like yeah. that, that's another thing. Like, like it, it makes more economical sense not to throw food away. So yes, we want to feed people with it, but if we had less food waste to begin with, um, these companies and you in your home would probably save a little bit of change. Um, and then additionally, you know, we're, uh, we would be emitting less greenhouse gases, which, you know, contribute to climate change. So sure. uh, Everything. there's a lot of good reasons to think about the food that you're wasting or hopefully not wasting. Right. So Kelly, I got to ask you, yes. are you a firm, do you abide by the expire expiration date on <laughs> your salad dressings? Oh, oh man, that was a that was a twist right there at the end with the salad dressings. Um, I would say no for the most part, uh, though there have been a few salad dressings like the ginger ones and stuff that you get a little leery of at a certain point. I always think about it. I mean, dairy little dairy and like meat products maybe skeep me out a little bit, but how does ketchup know it's gone bad? Yes, any <laughs> any condiments usually you kind of just like you look and it's been three years and it's still there and you're like that's that's still good, right? It's, it's still all right. You make a good point. I mean, like if you smell it and you taste it and it, it doesn't taste that bad, it's probably not going to hurt you. Sure. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want a blanket statement now. <laughs> right. we'll have a eating everything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to me. No, but like even, even milk, your dairy, like if your milk smells fine and tastes fine and the date is even three days past your milk is fine. So I mean, yeah. like I think that's what we need to get in the sense. We, We've become so, uh, you know, brainwashed to think that whatever that date says yep. is the hard date. And, and it's not true. It really isn't. Best no. Buy just means that that is when it will be at its peak flavor, but it's probably still okay for days or weeks after in some cases. Yeah. Probably more applicable for the grocery store to know that they've got to keep moving product and, exactly. you know, it's, it's yeah. put. There's a marketing game. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Sell by dates too. You always have sell by dates and people think that that, you know, a lot of times you don't even look at it too closely and you're thinking that's the expiration date, but really that's just the sell by as opposed to when it's going to be bad. Oh yeah. All right. So we've definitely learned a little bit about how individuals can, you know, help stop wasting. How can, um, other, other than obviously, uh, donating to a food drive or when you move, reaching out to you, making sure that they're getting you their food. What other ways are there to help the, um, uh, your, your cause. Yeah, there's actually a number of ways to take action. People can visit our website, moveforhunger.org. Um, there you can learn about holding a food drive, setting up a fundraiser, raising awareness and advocating. Um, you know, we have a ton of infographics that you can share on social media. Like we want you to become a move for hunger champion. And we've really tried to lay this all out to make it easy um, for people, people to participate. So whether you're an individual, whether you're with a company looking for employee engagement, if you're a mover or apartment community, certainly there's ways we can get you involved too. Um, but the fact of the matter is everybody can take action against hunger and food waste. It's not that hard. And these little bits, these little actions that everyone takes actually mm-hmm. can add up to a pretty substantial mm-hmm. impact. Wow. Well, yeah. And I know... It's, it's, ahead, it, it is something, I mean, you know, you have companies, you have individuals, there's just so many things that you just let sit and you're like, I, I'm never going to use this, but I'm still having this sit that could easily be going to a different location for somebody that is in need. So, I mean, what a, what a great opportunity, especially, you know, working with companies and 
they have a lot more people involved and a lot of overflow that could certainly uh, help a lot of people out. So it's, it's just a great, uh, a great way to do it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So with, with the COVID pandemic and just all mm-hmm. the challenges that, that that presents, obviously for people and in communities, what has your team had to do differently in order to intake food and intake these things and, and pass them out in a safe manner? Yeah. So prior to COVID, you know, we were, we were organizing 1500 plus food drives a year. Um, food drives kind of came to a standstill when you yeah. are enforcing social distancing measures. So we did come up with a few safely social distance food drives, like our front porch food drive, where, you know, we're working with community volunteers to leave bags on people's doorsteps to fill up. And then we nice. go with our trucks to go and pick them up. Um, but also we shifted our operations to think about large scale food rescue. So started working with farmers uh, gleaning organizations, big companies like Kraft and Sodexo who might've had inventory or products that were aging and getting ready to expire, but not yeah. quite expired yet. Um, you know, we've been able to rescue entire truckloads of food before they end up in landfill. So um, we, fortunately and unfortunately, we've still been busier than ever during this time. Um, they say that a lot of the jobs that have disappeared during COVID are, are not coming back. And Regardless of who occupies the seat in our White House, I think, you know, we are facing a depression for for at least the next few years, some level of depression. So, um, you know, people are going to continue to be hurting for a while. So organizations like ours definitely need people's support. Excellent. So I know you mentioned you you all are nationwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where are you based out of? Uh, So we are based in New Jersey. But yes, we operate across all 50 states and Canada. Okay. So there you go. Anybody interested in, in hosting a food drive this holiday season or even into next year? I know that holiday season, a lot of people, a lot of people get involved during this time. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like that springtime, your peanut yeah. butter or jelly drive time that it, it's everything uh, kind of holiday food drives bit. are great. We want to yep. keep doing them. Yep. But if you're thinking about holding a food drive, please consider something in the spring or summer because that's when everyone forgets that hunger is a yeah. thing. Like hunger is sure. Hunger is an issue for more than the holidays. And I think the more you guys can organize events and actions, whether they be food drives or fundraisers in the spring or summer, um, that not only helps collect food or funds, but it also raises awareness and helps remind people that these are year-round issues that mm-hmm. really require year-round solutions. Wow. Well, I just have to say congratulations to you and your years of success with this program. Mm-hmm. It It sounds like you are leveraging existing supply chains uh, just to prevent everything from going into a landfill, which is just brilliant. Well, we're, we're excited about it. There's there's a lot more to come. Um, certainly, if, if people are in the area of, of Marine Max and want to make a, a donation that way during those food drives, we'd appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, vi- visit the website. There's a number of ways to get involved and yeah. we'd love to work with you and your listeners. Yeah, and for those of you who are looking to uh, to participate or learn more, uh, it is moveforhunger.org. You can look at uh, check out the website there. They have a ton of information and uh, a ton of ways to uh, just sign up and, and get more information to learn more uh, for yourself or for your organization. Also, they have an Instagram page uh, as well. Um, what's your Instagram and, and social media channels? Everything's at Move for Hunger. Yep. At Move for Hunger. So Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you name it, they are on there. And uh, I'm sure if you send them a direct message or anything like that on social media, uh, you can also learn more. At me, please. (laughs) There you go. 
Well, definitely. Uh, thank you so much, Adam. Yeah, Anything that we did not cover today that we need to talk about? You covered it. Um, I, I'm I'm excited. And to uh, use a worn out pun, I hope we can uh, start collecting even more boatloads of food with you guys. So let's let's do it. Yeah, Boat and I think food. I think we're also thinking of other ways to transport some of the food too. I mean, maybe through waterways as opposed to always uh, on the road. Hey, you know what? I, I'm not opposed to it. We, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are getting moved on water, and uh, if we can tackle <laughs> that, we're we're open to it. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Adam. We really appreciate it. And again, uh, for everybody out there, moveforhunger.org, or if you want to learn more on social media, Move for Hunger, pretty much anywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. excellent. We will we will keep driving traffic to our stores up in, in New Jersey that are they're hosting the food drives and wish you the best of success this holiday season, as For we sure. know you'll have. And look forward to partnering partnering with you more in the future. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank excellent. you. Have a, have a great Adam. day. Thank you, too. Okay. All right. You can just that close was, that uh, out. Great. So I mean, there's just so many opportunities out there to to do do good, like you said. I mean, there's there's so many people that just want to do something, but they're like, you know, just in the they're, they're so busy that they don't stop and think about it. Or it's just it is, you know, some of these times it's a little difficult yeah. to figure out what you want to do or overwhelming. So uh, I think a, an organization like Move for Hunger, uh, people making it easy and companies making it easy, really help the process. Well, brilliant because when you're moving, you're like scatterbrained anyway, yeah. and you're like, "Well, what am I going to do with this? I'm not taking any of this with me." And and stuff you're just like, "I just want it gone. I just want it gone." Right. You know, and uh, and that's where they come in. And I think that that's just brilliant a great concept, all for a good cause. Yep. I I love it. I'm I'm so happy we got to speak with them. I saw that on our website, and uh, there's a big group of stores up in New Jersey that are participating in uh, Drive. So. Mm-hmm. That whole area will be, you know, contributing a ton to Move for Hunger. So yep. excellent interview there. All right. What for do we have sure. next, KB? Well, I think we have uh, Mr. Uh, Landon DeGraff, who's waiting Landon. in the wings here. No pun intended. Uh, well, I was just thinking of some, you know, we do a lot of cool animal things. So I was just thinking wings, you know, but <laughs> Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I think uh, I think that was a very appropriate transition because we again are going to be looking at an, an interesting animal video today. Yep. So I wanna I wanna pop this up and show it to you. Awesome. Okay, nothing scary this time, right? Nothing um, scary. Here, this is a this is a more vertical one too. So here, I'm gonna put it full screen for everybody. Sure. Um, and uh, whoa, we'll turn off the audio there. So that is a so is- massive boat. With a right? bulbous bow, I believe they call that, right? Is that, is that the <laughs> they bulbous do. bow? Yeah, oh so gosh. you can tell that that's a pretty large ship. <clears throat> and wow. uh, for our listeners, basically, you're able to see a dolphin swimming in front of the, the bow and uh, just kind of cruise along. And it seems like it's at a decent speed, but it's it's just kind of mesmerizing almost. Yeah. Yeah, and I think oh it's uh, just – they. I don't. I don't care who it is, no matter who it is. If you see dolphins in the in the water around you on a day of boating, it's one of the coolest things ever. And I'm guessing this is like some sort of freighter ship that's crossing the ocean or something like that. But you can tell whoever's filming it is just like this is this is amazing. Yeah, it's. An, I just thought the perspective of this video was super neat. Normally, yeah. when we see dolphin videos, it's you know looking at the outboards and there's some dolphins that are jumping. But this one's at the very front of the boat, just kind of keeping along and and having a good time. So. 
of course, I'm going to ask you some dolphin questions. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask wow, you, first cool. of all, how fast do you think uh, dolphins can swim? I'm thinking 20 miles an hour. Well, Do I need to I, give it to you in nautical knots? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say 30. Okay, so... Interestingly enough, if you just Google how fast can a dolphin swim, it doesn't seem like there's a direct answer, which is a little bit infuriating. But from what <laughs> I can find, uh, in general, a dolphin will just swim three to seven miles per hour, just in general, not top speed. Oh, sure. And if you were going to ask me how fast can I run on a treadmill, I'd say three to seven miles per hour. So it doesn't sound all that in- insane. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think, Lisa, I think you got that one. It's, it's nice. kind of up to 20 miles per hour if they're working hard. But then, uh, as I was looking that up, have you ever been on the internet and you just started to look at one thing and then it <laughs> something else and you just you end up yes. somewhere completely different? Well, I found some interesting articles about dolphins. I just wanted to run them by you real quick. Dolphins swim so fast sometimes that it can hurt. So actually, their top speed is not necessarily their top speed. They okay. could go faster, but they don't because it hurts. They have nerve endings in their tails. And the way that a dolphin is able to pick up speed when they're swimming or another uh, animal like that mm-hmm. is by kicking obviously with their tails. So yeah. they could be going faster than 20 miles per hour if they really wanted to, but they don't that that was interesting. And there. that led to an article about 10 reasons sharks have dolphin phobia, <laughs> why uh, sharks <laughs> might be afraid of dolphins. Yes. Which, so, which I think a lot of people know from back in the day, there was an episode of like Flipper or something where the dolphin, yeah. where Flipper beat the shark because it hit him in the gills or something like that. So there might, there might be some, something to that. So obviously um, what this article basically says is dolphins are faster than sharks. Dolphins are normally in pods and sharks like to eat on smaller prey. So they will go after a baby dolphin, but Typically, what that means is you got an entire pod of adult dolphins that are going to be ticked off at you and yeah. start attacking you. Yeah. And dolphins are more flexible. There's a lot of different things. There was 10 different reasons. It's kind of so, like, uh, like they're like marine, yeah. like velociraptors. They'll like kind of, they'll get all around you, you and circle them, you. And, no. Yeah. You certainly don't. If we're dolphins. talking about the food chain in, in the water, I think dolphins are kind of up there. So they maybe for the shark week, we got to get into dolphin week. Marine Max will start that up. Oh, for sure. I, I do have it. to say, I, I I think I might uh, have to counter one of your your statements about fastest. They're faster than than sharks, but I think a mako shark would possibly be faster than most, if not all, dolphins. They're, mm. they're currently the quickest, one of the fastest uh, fish in the ocean, too. Yeah, but that's yeah. for another day. That's a good point. Also, I wanted to say this: the end of this video was pretty amazing because I noticed something that was kind of like a little Easter egg here. I think mm. I saw a bunch of flying fish just go nuts right at the end here. Well, let's see if. Uh, I saw that I'm, too. So if anybody's seen flying fish. Too, oh, right there. Yeah. Look mm. at that. So that is pretty amazing. Yep. They're all trying to get out of the way of both the ship and the, uh, Probably and, and a dolphin too. there. So Good catch. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, that was <laughs> dolphin videos never get old. No. I'll, I'll take one every episode. <laughs> For sure. Awesome, Landon. Well, thank you. That was an excellent addition to the social media. Anything else uh, you have for the the crew t- here today, the viewers? No, I think that's that's it for me. I think we had a wonderful guest today that really hit on the importance of you know not throwing away your food waste. I mm-hmm. actually used to work for a moving and junk removal company uh, in Tampa Bay, and I know firsthand that a lot of our phone calls were 
can you get this fridge out? Can you get this mm -hmm. freezer out? Yada, yada. Yeah. And we would have to say if there's any food in it, no, we can't take care of it. So um, I think, I think that resource is, is really awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, for those yeah. people. Well, for so sure. was the name of that company you worked for? Was it college hunks? I was going to say, junk? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but yes, yes. I was a college <laughs> hunk. Uh, you see the, you see the signs all around Tampa Put Bay. If you live around yeah. Put they, they have good marketing. Yeah. Well, definitely a useful service. So, mm -hmm. um, very, very special, uh, to have Adam with us today, executive director and founder of move for hunger. Uh, give them a Google, look at their Instagram and, and social media channels. Give them a follow, uh, donate some food, hook them one, up with a fundraiser. One other thing I do have to say about that. It made me think of, because I recently got a composter. Have you ever used a composter before? Yeah. Uh, so if you, if you're growing some plants or vegetables, you get a composter and anytime you have just some scraps left over apple cores, even like coffee filters, uh, paper, coffee filters, mm. even coffee, just toss it all in there, mix it up and it'll create some really awesome compost for your, for your garden. Fertilizer. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. Nice. More tidbits from Kelly Berry over there. Marie Max is going green. I tell you, yeah. <laughs> well, we already were, but we're even more. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Mm -hmm. uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We are also all over the place. Oh, Sharing yeah. voting news and connecting with our, our fans and friends. Uh, you can find more episodes of Voting Broadcast on the Marine Max Lifestyle blog, available online or through the Marine Max app, and also on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast news. Look up Voting Broadcast. We are here to deliver all the fun news about voting. We hope everybody enjoyed today's voting broadcast. And as always, stay healthy and vote happy. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of From the Helm Voting Broadcast. To keep up with the latest news and notes in the world of boats, be sure to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and wherever podcasts can be heard. Until next time, we'll see you out on the water.